All right, episode one, Black Hole Theories. Welcome aboard. We're doing it. Black Hole Theories. <laughs> Let's do it, man. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I'm stoked to do this podcast. I'm really, really excited. Um, yeah, a lot of weird shit going yeah. on. Uh, a lot of weird close encounter situations, especially what happened. Uh, I believe it was on January 2nd or so, right after New Year's. Yeah. In Bayside in Miami. A whole bunch of people. So you just want to get right into it. You don't even want to tell the people what, what this podcast is and why we started it or nothing. Should we? I should think, we? I think we should. should. We? So, I mean, cool. what we were like, we were texting yesterday about the name because we've been brainstorming this, the name of this podcast for weeks, right? Um, mm -hmm. For anybody who doesn't know us, Christian over here has been making UFO content on TikTok and on YouTube a little bit. He interviewed James Fox recently. Um, so he reached out to me, also been creating UFO conspiracies, ancient Egypt uh, content on TikTok, on YouTube, on Instagram, as, is he, as has he. And so we had this idea, he had this idea to come together and create a podcast together where we can talk about all this stuff on a more regular basis without having such the high production and the high scripts or, or the scripts and the, the heavy post-production, more of a free-form conversation to where we can actually be still putting out our thoughts on all of these recent updates that come up week by week, it seems like, especially as we go into an election right. year. So I think it was right time, right place, the right people came together. And as we said last night, we were brainstorming the names for a week at least, and black hole theories yeah. kind of came up. And uh, it was a what I shot over to you, but the reason why I like it is because it implies inherently that we can talk about space, we can talk about conspiracy theories, because I think of it as like an oxymoron, like black hole and theories don't inherently go together like conspiracy theories in space. They're not like intertwined, but they all kind of are of the same type of topic. But I also think just it sounds funny, you know, when you tell it to someone, black yeah. hole theories. What are your thoughts on that? And kind yeah. of like what we were talking about last night. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a diverse name that we could just use for basically anything. I mean, the premise of this podcast, I guess the, the majority of the of the things that we'll be talking about would be, you know, I guess, conspiracy related, uh, esoteric stuff, you know, things that people that open up people's curiosities, you know, and primarily one of the things that, you know, I've, I've been, I guess, passionate about is the UFO subject and, you know, the disclosure process that is currently underway as you know, you've, you've covered a lot of UFO videos on your yeah. channel too. Uh, and, and I think that we're living in, in the midst of something that is very, very big and something that will change a lot of our lives for sure uh, over the next, I don't know, depending on how, depending on the calendar, the calendar that they have set for disclosure, uh, which is something that, you know, we'll definitely touch, touch base on in this, in this I have show, a question for, for you, sure. man. Do you, do you actually think that anything that we do or say, not just you and I, but anybody makes content around UFO disclosure. Do you think it's actually ever going to make a difference? 
the reason why I say this before That's you a good answer quote. that, right? The reason why I say this is because yeah. I went to a recent, like a, a MUFON meeting in Phoenix, Arizona. MUFON mm -hmm. is the civilian ran like UFO research organization where they research and look into sightings that get reported and whatnot. And they have like the different groups in all the major cities, right? So I went to a, a Phoenix one, it was like 20 bucks to go to or something. And what I noticed there was the average age of everybody there was like at least 60 years old. That was probably the median age there. Um, so I was very surprised by that. I was significantly one of the youngest people there. Um, and then secondly, yeah. the girl, the lady who runs it, Stacy Wright, she's like the director of the Phoenix MUFON or whatever. She mentioned um, something that really stuck with me which is back in the 80s, they thought they were this close to disclosure. Back in the 90s, they thought they were this close to disclosure. Today, we think we're this close to disclosure, yet it's never come. And I think for me, it's caused me to move the goalposts of what do I actually think may or may not happen. Like, I don't necessarily expect sleepy Joe Biden to get up in front of America and loses train of thought after telling us that aliens exist or whatever. Right. But I just don't expect the president yeah. to ever come out and make an official announcement. I feel like the only way it's mm -hmm. going to happen is through just unclassified documents and slow drip like it is, which means that nobody's ever going to make a big deal out of it because it's all slow drip. And then secondly, mm -hmm. unless there was some massive sighting that was just impossible to cover up that millions of people saw, you know, I just don't imagine anything that we do really makes a difference. I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, my thought is that there is currently another another Cold War, per se, taking place right now um, in that there's many other countries right now that have recovered UFO material, craft, whatever you want to call it. And right now it's kind of like an arms race, but instead of arms race, it's, a actu it's an actual alien technology race. Um, a lot of people are, are speculating that the first country that will disclose extraterrestrial technology will have an advantage over another country. Uh, that's something that, you know, I've heard that could be happening behind closed doors. There's you know, there's reporters and people that I've, that I've, you know, seen talk about that, that kind of makes you question, like, what if this is actually what's going on? And that's why is that, why is the topic of UAPs and, you know, all these, these, these videos that are coming out, um, TMZ just released that video of what looks like a jellyfish. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you're, you're seeing it more on the news. I know that you, 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 the UFO thing, it's had a, it's had a negative history of like, you know, stonewalling, right? It's, it's been stonewalled time and time again. And it, it, it feels like there's no end to it. But I think that in 2017, what really happened in, in December of 2017, the New York times article, um, that was like the first real publication that really opened up the eyes of a lot of people. And from there, it's just kind of been back to back, um, now I get annoyed. I really do get annoyed myself. And I don't know if this is like my, my ego talking or if it's just like, like, when are you just going to release the full stuff? Like the full evidence we want, we want, give me a nugget, like a, like ser something serious, something that can, you know, 
make it stand out a hundred percent rather than just speculation. A lot of it lately, including with like David Grush, the statements made by David Grush, a lot of them are just statements and without any physical evidence. And that's something that's so frustrating because, you know, there's so many eyewitness testimonies. There's so many people that have, that have had accounts, you know, um, people that have experienced things and, and people with classified information. And it's just getting so frustrating, you know, um, it's getting frustrating, but I do think that there is, you know, an arms race just with UAP technology. And I think that that's why disclosure has been kind of expedited and it feels like it has been expedited. You don't think that it's, it's, you don't think that it's become more, I don't know, public. Um, well, I guess for us, it would be hard to say because, you know, I wasn't around in the seventies and the eighties and whatnot, but I feel like people have been, you know, pretty knowledgeable of this stuff. You know, I, I did a video about JFK and, you know, his UFO connection. And that was in the sixties. Right. And back then there was newspaper articles about all of this stuff, right? Newspaper articles were involved in Roswell were involved in the Kenneth Arnold sighting even before that. Right. So this stuff has been reported in the media. It's been a topic of conversation in science fiction movies. Right. And so that has kind of been a little bit of that slow drip. I just feel like it's um, my opinion is there's so much to it that there's no way possible that everything's going to get released. Right. Because that obviously involves releasing defense secrets. It also involves maybe admitting to some crimes here and there. Right. So I think yeah. we may get glimpses with random whistleblowers, but I hate to say it. The thing about Grush is we're, we're taking him at his word, but he's never actually experienced any of it. He's never seen any of it. He's literally yeah. just giving you hearsay. I mean, by the definition of the word. And so, you know, it's like, Hey, my friend says they saw someone murder somebody. Well, would that make me a great witness in that trial case? No, you know, so um, I'm just thinking about it, I guess, as logically as possible. I'm hopeful. I want to believe I'm literally having a podcast where we talk about this stuff and also a YouTube channel and a TikTok. Like I'm in, I'm obviously interested in this topic. I want it to be real. I guess I'm just being realistic with myself, like, you yeah. know, it seems like every time we get a little bit of this slow drip, I almost start to wonder what are they trying to cover up? You know, um, there's so much stuff going on right now as far as the lists of the random uh, of the person whose name I won't say who had an island, right? Because this is YouTube. I don't know what, what will or won't get demonetized, mm -hmm. right? But apparently some of those files came out right around the same time as this Miami mall incident. And if you want to talk about the Miami mall incident, um, I mean, at first, yeah. again, it's such a catchy thing that goes so viral, but I guess what I'm trying to figure out is like, they have so many videos of the fights that were going on, which is the official reason why all the, the those cops were there but there's no videos of these eight to 10 foot tall aliens. The only reason that we even think there were aliens is because people are making videos on social media saying, 
I was there and we saw these aliens, right? But we don't know who these people are. They're just random people making videos on the internet, right? On Twitter and whatnot. And yeah. so it kind of yeah. started this rumor to where I, I just don't know that I believe it. I think I'm calling bullshit on this, right? But that's just because what's more likely that a rumor started about aliens at the mall because there was a lot of cops there or that there was eight to 10 foot tall shadow beings lasering people from the shadow realm. It, it is sketch though, bro. It is pretty sketch that that many cops showed up. I mean, if you think about it, that was a lot of cops. It was a lot of cops. I don't think mass shooting situations would have that many cops. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, that's what's sketchy that along with the people i mean there's a lot of clout chasers online yeah, i mean that's right. a fact right but i would consider myself at the one end of them. the day i mean <laughs> i mean yeah but i mean there's like real try hard clout yeah. chasers out there like people who are trying so hard man and you know i, I look man i want to believe it too and there are some pretty convincing testimonies. I feel like the reason why there's no video or documentation is because a lot of them, they do, they did say that, oh, why didn't anyone record? You know, there's, if there was that many people, I mean, if you were to see something like that up, up, up close and personal, what would you do? Would you pull out the camera? Um, well, I guess I have seen something like that up close and personal you know, if you know about my hat man story or whatever, yeah. which apparently is like a big trend now, like a lot of people are seeing this, but at the time this happened to me, I was just in high school. This wasn't like a trend, you know, this is something that I learned about years later after having experienced it myself and going, holy shit, there's something to this. I'm not crazy. Right. But at the time, you know, camera phones weren't really a thing. But what I could say about my experience with the shadow person is, you know, if there was like, if, if the TV was on, the shadow wasn't there, but even if the room was completely dark, right? So it was like when I turn off the TV and all, all like electronics and whatnot are off in the room and the room is pitch black, then I could see the shadow, I guess. That's kind of, I guess I just kind of went on a tangent there, but to answer your question, I don't know. I guess I definitely see the argument of like, if you're so scared of something that you've never seen or witnessed before that your last thought is to pull out the camera, I get it. Right. Yeah. But there's not one video and there's so many people, but there's also video of actual fights and people running around. Right. So no video I know. of that. And if that happened, there's gotta be camera feeds in the mall. You know, there's gotta be body cam feeds of any of these police officers. I mean, the footage would exist yeah. if it existed. You know what I'm saying? What would right, it take right. to get access to the camera footage feed from the mall? That's the thing. Like where's the CCTV, right? Where's the CCTV footage? And would that be confiscated by some government entity? Would we even know? Right. That's another question. I mean, 
would we we would know if like some men in black came in and you know talked to some cashier or like girl working behind the counter somewhere she might say something right come out on TikTok. yeah but what where's all these like 4chan hackers like getting the feed to that to that mall you know i'm sure that's a good point it's got to exist right i'm just thinking logically yeah it's it has to be out there definitely somewhere right what happened at that specific time and some of the accounts if you're not familiar with the story people have you know have reported that they were just shopping at the mall but it was like on january 2nd sometime around there and out of nowhere they see people running and screaming for their lives and then they see these creatures emerging out of nowhere and then kind of disappearing and then reappearing kind of like they're glitching in and out of reality and to me that sounds like if it were true i mean and i have no scientific knowledge of how anything works period um when it comes down to you know realities right we don't even i mean our top scientists don't even know what you know if there even is multiple dimensions or if there's any kind of technology um but yeah they were like appearing and then disappearing and then kind of glitching in and out and apparently they looked helpless like the creatures they were like really tall eight to ten feet tall they looked helpless uh or kind of like not knowing what's going on and they were like confused and some people are theorizing and these are just like you know people with creative imaginations as well they're theorizing that they could have been lost or like they would have they were probably like oh what the fuck is going on like like why am i here right now in miami <laughs> you know or like why am i here right now in this in this place with people running and and shooting at me because apparently there was also guns fired or shots fired to the creatures so you know there's really a lot out there that people are i guess you know telling different stories there's one guy who came out on TikTok. he told the story and then he retracted his his story uh you know saying that oh i was just you know trolling you guys whatever um, but then again who's to say that you know like what if he just wanted to he retracted a story to keep his mouth shut because someone told him to you know there's there's that back and forth um but there is uh, another video of a of a, of a of a guy talking to his dad and his dad is a police officer and he was asking him he was a sheriff he's actually a sheriff where he's running for mayor of miami or something like that and he's a sheriff and he asked him like he's like dad uh, what happened in bayside uh, and he's like yeah i can't talk about it at all uh and so you know that's another another one of those videos that i found on TikTok or on is this twitter a video that's going no, around right now yeah it is and i, I lost it um but it is it is going around on x uh but yeah there's a lot there's a lot of content that's being shot and then another crazy thing that people are bringing up now is the fact that if you reverse the coordinates of bayside miami and i've been there myself it's actually a really nice place um but if you reverse the coordinates of bayside you get antarctica and antarctica is notorious for ufo conspiracies and and you know as i'm sure you know 
and I don't think you've ever you've ever covered any Antarctica uh, videos on your yeah, channel. Yeah, I have one. That's but, a little bit about it. Like, are there yeah. uh, Nazis in Antarctica with flying saucers? I think that's literally the name of the video. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you know the history behind that, and so people are kind of like, I guess they're just finding ways to so is make Bayside, sense of it. Uh, Miami is that what you mean? Is that the same story? Okay. Yeah. Bayside, Bayside marketplace. So you're saying yeah. that someone yeah. who's caught, like someone's father or something was a cop that was there and they said they couldn't talk about it. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Okay. Yep. And uh, let me see if I could find it. Um, let me, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen so you could check it out. But, um, yeah, so. So first off, this is the Antarctica situation, right? So as you can see here, here are the coordinates. And you're better with numbers than I am, uh, Patrick. So the coordinates are this right here. And then for Antarctica right here, um, they say if you reverse it, you get the same mm. or something. Yeah. So people are saying, oh, like what if these aliens just or these creatures, whatever you want to call them, what if they ac accidentally hit the device that teleports them to a location? They just did it in, yeah. in reverse. They intended to go to Antarctica. Well, um, I, I guess if I'm being the contrarian there, what is what significance does coordinates have to Miami and the mall incident? Like specifically, are those coordinates exactly at the mall? And then secondly, Antarctica is a pretty big target. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sure a lot of coordinates might match up with a lot of places on Earth. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, the, the leading theory here is that the reverse coordinates of Miami Bayside Mall are this. And then give a location in the middle of Antarctica blah, 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 the aliens teleported to the wrong place, meaning that they mm. meant to teleport to Ant Antarctica, which yeah. is, I guess, their hub. Uh, but instead, they landed in Miami. Yeah. And that's obviously <laughs> like a, a tongue-in-cheek theory. I mean, it's, it it's, is. it's an interesting idea, I guess, you know. It is, it is. And let's hear, let's hear this, this woman's take this on is, it. They put the coordinates in backwards. They reversed them. Listen, y'all, listen. The Miami incident, right? Or at the mall. I was watching one of the victims, and he said that it seemed like a portal opened up, and all of a sudden these beings just came through. So it got me thinking, well, where did they come from? Well, they had to come through a portal. So just for shiggles, I went to Google Earth. Just for shiggles. Went to the mall, got the coordinates. Just for shiggles. Coordinates, put that in Google Earth, and just to see where it would take me, it took me to the center of Antarctica. Do y'all remember what I was talking about? How there's an alien civilization in Antarctica living under that ice? Do y'all remember that? Because if not, let me remind you. There is supposedly a alien race living in Antarctica. And if they were trying to go to this alien base in Antarctica, they swapped the coordinates and ended up at the fucking mall in Miami. I'm tripping. Go to Google. Find the coordinates for the mall. Reverse the coordinates, and it will take you to Antarctica. I shit you not. They put the yeah. 
I mean, I mean she obviously I love her she seems very scientifically like relevant, you know, like she should probably speak at Congress with that theory. <laughs> well, let's test it out. Let's seriously, let's test it out. Um, let's go to Google real quick or Google. So Maps let me just ask you this though. And they're they're these aliens or whatever they might have been are smart enough to bear build a portal, but are dumb enough to by random chance type in the number backwards on accident, like exactly backwards. <laughs> and and that yeah. actually leads them to Miami instead of the middle of Antarctica, right? What a happy accident. <laughs> it is a little ridiculous for sure. It is a little ridiculous. Um, but that's just one of the crazy, crazier ones uh, that's making rounds on not just know, anywhere TikTok in Miami, and... the fucking mall. Literally, with like hundreds of people shopping. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Uh, there's a lot of weird shit that's happened. But I want to know your take on Antar Antarctica, is if that's how you pronounce mm -hmm. it. Um, what's your take on it? What do you what do you, what have you learned about Ant Antarctica and its relation to UFOs and uh, you know? potential extraterrestrial civilizations um i mean there's so much to antarctica and i think for me it really depends on what theory you tend to believe in most when it comes to how the the ufo cover-up went on i guess the the storyline that i've heard is that at the end of world war ii some of the nazis escaped to south america and Antarctica, uh, potentially including Hitler himself. And in Antarctica, they basically had developed a base where they created these flying saucers. Um, and these flying saucers, they also kind of use anti-gravity technology uh, to convert like submarines into spaceships and things like that. And you know, backs, backs, taking a step back from that. Okay. Where did they get the technology for the flying saucers for the anti-gravity stuff? Well, that comes down to like what we also know about that. The Nazis had these, uh, Waffe or something like that. It's called the wonder weapons, mm -hmm. right? And these are their top secret weapons that they were working on. Well, one of the theories, and I actually was writing a script about this for a video, um, but one of the theories of where they got this uh, potentially wonder weapon was uh, from this girl named Maria Orsic, who was just this banging hot blonde chick with really long blonde hair. And she was part of this cult in uh, Germany. And that group, along with another group, kind of came together and formed the Nazi party. Um, but anyways, she she claimed that she could remotely communicate through telepathic communication with these beings from a star system um, light years away, right? And so these beings apparently through telepathic communication gave her the ability to like do that psychic writing thing that psychics do. And she literally drew out blueprints for an anti-gravity flying saucer and so this is where they came out with two nazi wonder weapons one was the saucer shaped craft that they called hanabu the second one was something that they called 
um, Die Glock, which stands for the bell in German. And these are things that we know existed because we found like the blueprints and stuff of what they were working on, you know, after World War II when we went in and like kind of went through all the files that we could find, right? But we haven't actually found these things, right? We've never found an actual die Glock, um, but, and we've never found the, these Hanabu crafts, right? But we found the blueprints for it and kind of how they theoretically worked, right? So anyways, they go to Antarctica, they perfect these craft. And the reason why they couldn't use them as weapons during World War II was because if you're using anti-gravity, it's not as simple as just putting a fucking machine gun onto the end of it and bolting it on and then just hoping that you can shoot things that you drive by because these gravity craft theoretically form a gravity bubble around the craft so if you shoot a projectile i mean that bullet's just going to come right back at you it's like a force field right so they couldn't figure out how to weaponize yeah. it until they got to antarctica theoretically right and so now this brings us to after world war ii we send this huge thing called operation high jump down with admiral richard bird uh to antarctica to potentially investigate the the official reason they went down there was to see if there was a you know if there was a path for russia to go through the south pole to invade america but unofficially it was down to go down and look for you know escaped nazis or whatever and so apparently what happened was they went down with this huge fleet all these soldiers all these airplanes all these carriers right and they came back completely depleted months before the mission was supposed to end theoretically having been attacked by the ships that could fly from pole to pole with incredible speed when they got to Antarctica that had like laser beams on them and they were just shooting things down and whatnot. Um, so there's a lot of just theories and witness accounts and all these dots connecting through operation high jump through the, through Maria Orsic and the, you know, all the, the blueprints that they got for the wonder weapons um, to really all lead to the really deep, deep rabbit hole of something called the Secret Space Force, which was apparently the Nazis teaming up with the reptilians who were in Antarctica. And now they're doing missions out in space. And this connects to Gary McKinnon, who hacked NASA and found out that we do have a secret space force. And he found the files of, of like names of non-terrestrial officers, along with pictures of these craft in space. So there's a lot of things that kind of lead back to Antarctica and the Germans. Um, and even uh, Tom DeLong, who has helped release a lot of these videos from the Pentagon through the to the Stars Academy. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast and he verbatim said he thinks Roswell was a German craft. So I don't know. But then you also hear all these other people look into Roswell and say that it was definitely not German. But what about the occupants? Yeah. What about the occupants? I don't know. Yeah, I guess it just depends on who yeah. you talk to on what answer you get there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Tom DeLong has said a lot of crazy shit before. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. seems to be yeah. on the side that like at least from what I'm observing, there's like two competing things, thoughts, right? On one side you got the Steven Greers who are like trying to act like you know these aliens are here to help us and we can contact them through meditation. And then on the other hand, you got like Tom DeLong, Lou Elizondo, 
and that gang of guys, and they all think that this is a national defense, uh, you know, issue, Problem. you know, we need to militarize against these things and figure out if they're a threat in our airspace. So, yeah. Then you got to think like, what's the motive, you know, is there truth to that? Is that just their genuine experience of it or do they have competing agendas? Right. And you got to think this agenda over here, there might be some ulterior motive to feed the military industrial complex that president Eisenhower warned us all about. Right. And so it's hard to know who to trust. And then, you know, I I've heard so many yeah. I guess negative things about people just shit talking Steven Greer about just like the character that he has. I've never met the guy. I don't know him, but yeah. the people who I have met who claim to have met him say he's kind of a douchebag, you know, and not very trustworthy guy. So I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. That's what I've heard too. Did you know that he was offered $2 billion to keep his mouth shut? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was apparently offered $2 billion to keep his mouth shut. Uh, someone threatened him. Uh, I mean, they gave him an all they gave him a, an ultimatum, essentially, they told him, I'll pay you $2 billion to keep your mouth shut about everything that you know. And this is I believe it was before he founded the disclosure project. Mm -hmm. um, and so he refused to Do you believe that story. That's one of the things about Stephen Greer that makes me turn, turn my head in the other direction. Why is that? Because you don't believe it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't. And if he could come up with a lie like that, I mean, like it's like, dude, what are you? Where are you fooling? Who's gonna give him know? two billion dollars? Where's that money gonna come from? Um, who would say no to that? Exactly. Steven Greer's an idiot. <laughs> I mean, I'd open up a dude. He is. I'd open up a compound, bro, with that mm -hmm. money. I'd pull a uh, Mark Zuckerberg. You hear what he's doing in uh in California? Like building a survival shelter, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. Have crazy. you seen that movie uh, on Netflix? It's like just leave the world behind or something like that. My wife did, yeah. And I, I was kind of there next to her watching it, but I was doing something mm -hmm. else. I think I was on my phone. Uh, but I did see like little clips of it. What's your main takeaway with that? Because honestly, that film is just, in my opinion, it looks like fear-mongering. Yeah. And if this is the same movie that we're talking right. about. Um, I mean, I guess definitely yeah. there might be some fear-mongering to it. I, I'm, when I watch movies like that, I'm not thinking of conspiratorially. I'm thinking yeah. artistically, do I like the movie? Do I think it's well-written? Do I think the story plays out in a really enticing and unique way? Do I like the cinematography? You know, do I like the edits? Um, so I'm looking at movies from right. that perspective. I thought the movie was a fun movie. Yeah. It was definitely caught, kept me interested and on the edge of my seat. Uh, I liked the, the, um, the storylines of how they kept having rising tension of like, I mean, not to give any spoilers, I guess, but you know, this random couple shows up while this couple is staying in this mansion. Um, and it's the owner of the house. And this is like an Airbnb that they're renting out. Right. And so 
there's a lot of like tense moments between these strangers in this world that seems to be coming to an end. And I think that along the way, you're trying to figure out like, what is going on? Is this a war with another country? Is it aliens? Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that, I don't know, it made for a fun movie, I guess. Uh, yeah. Where I'm not happy about the ending, I guess, I guess I am getting into spoilers is I feel like it ended in a satisfying, like it, it ended implying a satisfying ending, but in never like movies like that, I, I get so frustrated because I feel like it's such a try hard, like douchey way to conclude a film. Like some guy probably thought it was cool. Let me just end the movie like five minutes before I should end the movie and it'll be the artistic way to end the movie. So it's like, you don't actually see mm -hmm. any resolution of it. That's just a personal pet peeve of like horror and thriller yeah. theme movies that I have. Like if you're going to go the, 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 the satisfying way to end a movie actually give me the satisfying ending. It's like Avengers Endgame. They didn't have to show Tony Stark's funeral, but they did the audience the service of doing so. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. 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 Totally. I I saw bits and pieces of it, man. And lately, I've been watching movies emotionally. Like I, I get emotionally invested in the movie rather than watch it from like a, a crit critical standpoint. Um, that's something that I've been doing lately. Is just getting my emotions wrapped up and putting myself in the position of the protagonist and you know all that fun stuff but um but yeah no it looked great yeah it looked like a great movie uh cinematographically uh if that's even a word um it was great no it was great but yeah man and you know it's uh those doomsday movies man <laughs> they they don't make a lot of them these days anymore uh and then once that hit, I know that it exploded. It went viral. Um, yeah, a lot of people were. Did you hear about the recall with Tesla because of that movie? No. So one scene in the movie, um, the couple is trying to get out of town to go back and you know find their other family, maybe go back to their actual home, and they come upon this major road that's blocked off with all these crashed Teslas. And they get out and they realize that all the Teslas were brand new and they were all crashing into each other, just blocking the roads, blocking the major roadways. And what ended up being the thing was whatever was attacking the United States uh, ended up somehow hacking the self-driving features of all the new Teslas. And they were just driving all these Teslas into a big pile to block all major cities so nobody could leave you know the major cities so um after that movie tesla had a major recall on all teslas and a lot of people thought it was because they realized like oh shit maybe that that could happen theoretically so maybe they the theory is that they um basically updated all the teslas to fill up any holes that maybe could have left them open to being hacked if that was like some what someone wanted to do, no yeah. Way. But I don't. Again, I, where did where did I hear this theory? I heard it on fucking X. So um, I'm just saying <laughs> the the timing of the recall, which seemed to be legit, 
uh, did happen to mm-hmm. line up very well with the timing of that scene coming out with that movie on Netflix. So a lot of people, the conspiracy theorists, the black hole theorists, yeah, they uh, they might point to that <laughs> connection. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a movie. It's just the timing of it, right? Yeah. I guess one other thing I wanted to mention earlier about the thing I like about the black hole theories name is that nobody knows what happens inside of a black hole. So like what happens inside of a black hole, all of it would just be someone's fucking guess. I think that gives us the freedom to be able to talk about a lot of these things that may or may not have a definitive answer and just give our take on that. And I think ultimately that might be something that, might become part of our bread and butter on this podcast over the long term is just giving our takes on various things that are coming up in the news. Cause I feel like, you know, going back again, even with my channel and even with the stuff I've put out together myself and even with your stuff, like there's a lot of editing, there's a lot of scripting that goes into it that you might be mid project and all these stuff, things are happening and it's like, okay, by yeah. the time I actually get around to making content around that with the script and with the post-production, with the editing, would it still be relevant? And I think this obviously gives us the ability to be more up-to-date on a lot of those things and, and show up more consistently for mm-hmm. our audiences, you know? Definitely, yeah. I feel like it's happened to me so many times when I'm editing something, you know, a big project, and then things happen in between where I want to include it in the video, but I'm already so far into it in terms of completion that it's hard to kind of squeeze it in. So this is perfect for that. This is perfect for that. Um, But going back to what's been going on, man, a lot of weird close encounter situations over the past, I would say five years, a lot of weird things have been happening. Uh, You remember the, the Las Vegas incident where, yeah, those uh that family something landed in their backyard and then they saw some kind of again eight to ten foot tall creature humanoid behind their forklift because i guess they had like a big backyard and like construction equipment and it was like peering behind and then people discounted it a lot of people discounted it as you know hoax story and a lot of credible people in the UFO community, whatever you want to call it, uh, they kind of discredited it. And with good reason, because I mean, there's no definitive proof, but a lot of these occurrences keep happening. And it's, it makes me think that is it, is this because the topic is becoming more and more known that people are just coming up with these stories or is this, phenomenon actually responding to the presence of our knowledge um i mean i guess that's something that people have reported with like skinwalker ranch where they feel like the phenomenon is somehow toying with them or responding to them but i guess if we're talking about the las vegas incident specifically I always go back and realize, or I guess just having to remind myself that people have been reporting seeing UFOs for decades, you know, going back to the 40s, especially. And even before that, there's been 
UFO reportings going back to the 1800s, going back to Christopher Columbus times. There's UFOs painted into medieval time paintings. You know what I'm saying? And so um, UFOs are not necessarily a new phenomenon, nor is the idea of hoaxes. And so I think when it comes back to what happened at Las Vegas, yes, you might like, I can see where like the Miami incident and the Las Vegas incident happening within a, maybe a year of each other, you might wonder like, are these the same beings that they're seeing? But I guess for me, I don't even necessarily know that I believe what happened in Miami is real or if it's just a rumor. Uh, I guess I'm still open to new evidence that comes out about that. And also with the Las Vegas thing, the Las Vegas thing for me, when I was looking into it at the time, it seemed like a legit story that was happening. Um, and and the, the people who were reporting it seemed genuine. I guess the thing that uh, stood out to me is that they had like shaky cell phone video of what theoretically might have shown whatever they were looking at but it actually like there was nothing to see in the video like it was really hard to see anything and if you're going to claim that's an alien like okay i'm gonna need to see a little bit something better you know what i'm saying and so for me the more i looked into that the more my gut maybe started to feel like it wasn't real and i guess part of that might come from just the inherent skepticism that was coming from a lot of the people within the UFO community that had voices like George Knapp and that crew of people, they seem to be utterly uninterested in this story. And, you know, if there's one thing that at least that I've observed about most people who are really interested in the topic of UFOs is that they're so eager to believe that everything is real, everything, you know, there's nothing that's fake. And so I think for me, knowing that and observing that about most people in this community, I think for me, I've always tried to maintain a healthy level of skepticism, which has allowed me to really find some through lines that really do intrigue me because they're even harder to to deny. But with the Las Vegas thing, I guess the amount of people with voices in the UFO community that we're calling bullshit made me start to feel like it was bullshit. And when I started to look at it through that lens, I realized there's not much to tell me that there were actually aliens in that backyard, you know? Right. Right. There's no definitive conclusive right. proof. Therefore, you know, we can't, we can only dismiss it for the and time. Didn't being, the family go you know? silent? Well, the one of the son, he actually, started created a YouTube channel surrounding his experience. And he tried to garner attention that way. And how did it work out for him? And so he got, he got a couple thousand, hundred thousand views, but I think he just stopped making videos. Yeah. 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 It kind of just sizzled out like every big news story, like Bayside will in the next like week or so. Uh, if people stop, you know, unless CCTV footage is released, uh, from I feel incident. like Bayside so. is an even smaller blip on the timeline than even like the the what were those the monoliths in 2020 
that were appearing in the middle of the desert. I remember that. You know, that I, I mean, that. and that one happened mm-hmm. to look ironically almost exactly like the one from the movie 2001: A Space Odyssey. So, um, yeah, I don't even know if I believe those were a real thing, but I mean, that was like a big, like trending viral story, if you will. I mean, that one even mm-hmm. to me. Miami feels less compelling to me than that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Uh, do you also, did you ever hear about what happened in Peru? I believe it was a couple months ago. The Pelacaras. Have you heard about the that? Pelacaras? No. Pelacaras, <laughs> yeah. So apparently, <laughs> so apparently there was a, a, a bunch of people in Peru in this small city it's kind of like near the amazon rainforest they were being abducted uh some people it was a girl specifically that she had escaped one of these creatures uh they were being abducted by these reported creatures that were uh levitating essentially they were standing up kind of like green goblin style on kind of like a surfboard type thing and flying and abducting people and that area is notorious for the Pelacara mythical creature. And the Pelacara is essentially the face peeler. It means face peeler in, in English. Um, and essentially people have been found with their faces removed, of course, dead, you know, you can't, I don't think you could live without a face, but a lot of these people have been found with faith, their faces surgically removed entirely. And we're talking about like laser precision, um, like literally just a skull when they find their bodies. And so this girl, she was abducted and she described the being as having like, you know, looking technological in nature uh, and essentially trying to mess with her face, um, gathering some ingredients and kind of like to poison her initially. Uh, but she managed to escape midway. And uh, this really cool author and researcher, his name is Timothy Alberino. I've been following him for some time. Uh, he actually covered the story. He actually went out to Peru to investigate uh, and, and interview the witnesses. And they all maintain that same story. It was on the news. It was like this big thing. And it just goes, you know, back to, you know, the, the close encounter cases and how, there, I mean, to me, I, I feel like I hear a lot more about it than I have ever in my life, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if you, is this a recent thing that this girl uh, came out? This was like two, three months ago, four months ago. Yeah. She actually had the scratches to prove that. I mean, anybody can scratch you, but like she had the scratches on her neck. Did she uh, say how she escaped when she, she, I think she threw the solution that they were coming up with to poison her. She like pushed it to their face and like blinded them temporarily. And then she just ran off. Was she um, in one I of their ships? That's what happened. Like, were they in space? No, it wasn't like a ship situation. Think of, think of like green goblin from mm-hmm. Spider-Man. They had like some kind of technology that levitates. So the, them was this like, like in the middle of the woods somewhere around? Yeah, this is like very close to the Amazon rainforest. So it's like very kind of like isolated and out there, um, which is, you know. So that wouldn't necessarily be and it's actually like, even alien necessarily. They're just saying some type of creature that lives in the forest. 
that lives in the forest. A lot of people are theorizing that it's some kind of, that is the Mexican or not Mexican. It's a drug cartel um, that ha gained access to specific technology, to a very advanced technology. And they're using that technology to peel the faces off of people to potentially, in my guess, is steal their identity, <laughs> even though that's yeah. a little out there. Uh, it sounds I, wild. Know. But yeah, I've never, I've never heard of that. It's wild. Um, yeah. There's an actual video of a man being pulled and it's, I'm still traumatized to this day. It was on X on Twitter and the man was being pulled out of the river and you could see his face completely peeled off. Like you could see the bone, his entire skull, uh, exposed. And this is very similar to cow mutilations and, uh, the same kind of technology where it's like laser precision. And there's just a lot of weird things that we still don't understand and the motives behind them. Right. Yeah. Because there's physical evidence of something that occurred, which is either, you know, in this situation, a face that was peeled off, you know, and then, you know, of course you have cattle mutilations where you have the physical evidence, but what happened, you know? And that's one of the ones that really does get me to this day. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, it's apparently like a big legend in Peru, in that area of Peru. A lot of people reported to be, a, you know, attempted to be abducted. They shot at it with guns and nothing would penetrate them. Mm. They were basically impenetrable. They were immoral per yeah. se uh, to our weapons. So yeah, it's, it's a pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting case. And thankfully no one like died from that incident uh and they were able to escape which is pretty cool and they were able to tell that story but i feel like more investigation is required and i feel like more people need to i guess hear about that because i don't think you know it, it, it trended that much um but yeah man it's it's just nuts it's nuts um it reminds me of uh that movie or that show halo have you watched that the new show about halo it's like based on the game yeah yeah, I I got I got to like episode five before I kind of fell oh, off. Really? Um, yeah, man. Uh, I'm a Halo. I, I guess I'm a Halo fan yeah. per se. Like I have played Halo before. Um, I actually just recently played part one all the way to like Halo Infinite. Um, like about a year ago, and I I like the show. Could have been better, but you yeah. What did, what did that remind you of in Halo? Um. It, oh, because they had like futuristic looking armor that was impenetrable to like regular bullets and stuff. Um, yeah. And that's yeah. what you were saying. And yeah, I don't know. But the yeah. game, the movie or the show itself. Yeah, I, I don't know how I, I felt about it at first, like around the middle of the season, like you were saying, I was wondering if I should keep going. But uh, I started to get sucked into the character building. And I think that was originally what put me off. I was like, just give me more action. I want fight scenes. I want action like the like the video yeah. game. And the movie was just, or the, the show itself felt very slow because it was a lot of character development. Um, and I guess, you know, by the end of it, I feel like it actually worked. I, I like what they did with the characters because we've never seen what Master Chief looked like. I think the actor was perfect playing him. That was cool. I, I like the actor. Me too. I was like, damn, 
they chose a good actor. Now I could see who Master Chief is underneath the mask. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was still kind of, I don't know. <laughs> it was a little cheesy, I guess, in my opinion, the way he just kept, parts, kept yeah. going back to whatever that keystone is. And then, like, I was really confused because that blonde chick who was, like, evil, you remember her? She, mm -hmm. like, the way they made it look is I thought they were, like, brother and sister. And then they kind of came together yeah. and started making out. And I was like, whoa, I didn't know this is one of those shows. <laughs> and I guess they never really resolved that. Like, are they brother and sister or are they long lost friends and soulmate lovers and then like yeah you know i guess you haven't seen towards the end of the the show where nah what her fate turns out to be but yeah i mean i just have a lot of questions because even mm. the way that her her character arc played out i'm just like okay then what's the point of having this chick here in the first place you know what i'm saying but um right. i guess i'm excited to see yeah, wow. season number two um because that's coming out soon yeah you know? and you kept saying movie because it is movie like quality yeah. uh it felt like a movie i liked it i thought it was a solid solid six seven seven out of ten um i give it a seven one i do want to see it one seven yeah yeah it was decent they should make more video game adaptations like lately i've been playing alan wake 2 you ever played alan wake no i have not yeah, Alan Wake is a crazy trippy game where you play as this writer and the writer literally changes reality as 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 he knows it essentially. Um it's really really cool. Yeah. I, it's so trippy I can't even like elaborate on it, but it's a really cool game, Alan Wake 2. Um But uh yeah, man, so going back to the t to the uh well, we got to talk about the TMZ video, but I also do wanted to talk. I also wanted to talk about the um, the recent testimony from one of the guys that was there at Bayside Mall, and to me, he sounds very believable. And I wanted to get your take on it, uh, on you know what you think, what you think his uh, his explanation of his experience is. So let me go ahead and show you real quick i have it pulled up um yeah it's kind of blowing up right now the video is blowing up big time misfits okay. i um i was there at the bayside mall with my family um and we all saw exactly what happened um don't like pay attention to a lot of the videos that are out there. I feel like a lot of people are trying to use this for clout. Um, but what happened, we all saw what happened and it, you know, it's pretty serious. I, uh, you know, it's been a few days, but, and you know, our whole family's processing it, but I think we've kind of like, uh, accepted that we were a part of this weird, uh, experience and moment. Um, so basically what happened was I was there with my brother, Brian, uh, and my sister and my nephew, we were looking for shoes, uh, for my nephew. And then we see a whole crowd of people outside the store, um, just running out in a direction. So 
you know, as soon as we saw it, we, uh, we were like, oh, oh, shit, you know, what's going on? So we immediately ran out with our nephew, and um, you know, we picked him up, and we ran out, and we followed the crowd. Uh, and then about, like, a, a, a few seconds later, as soon as we started running, uh, my nephew, he's autistic, so he was pointing behind us, and he was saying, Blanky, which he'll usually say whenever he feels unsafe or scared. Um, and he was pointing behind us. So me and my brother, we look behind us, and then we see these three nine, ten-foot-tall creatures. I'm not going to say aliens. Uh, everyone keeps saying it's aliens. I'm not saying aliens because I don't know what it was. Uh, none of us really knew everyone. All of us stopped in our track. We, you know, a whole bunch of people were pointing at it. Uh, I mean, there were other people running. Um, you know, there was a crowd. As soon as it made itself more apparent, um, it looked like it was glitching. Not like a computer pixelation, but like a wavy glitch. Um, and whatever maybe was covering them had you know, unveiled or whatever. Um, yeah, it looked like a glitch, man. Uh, it like a, a weird glitch in the matrix or whatever. And, um, and then you could see it in its full form, all three of them. And then, uh, it, you know, they were all black. You saw eyes, uh, and you could faintly see like, like lips, but, um, yeah, I was about like tw 20 feet away. Um, because obviously everybody gave it distance, right? And, um, you know, they're tall. Um, so we all just, like, looked at them. They were just standing there. And the thing that was a little bit weird, well, it was clearly, like, observing us. It was sentient, right? Like, or whatever. I mean, I don't know. But uh, it was aware of us. It looked at us, the whole crowd. And then as soon as it started walking with its big legs, like, kind of like it started like almost glitching again um we all ran um my brother like immediately said yo let's go he grabbed me by the shoulder we we bolted out of there and for anyone that's like saying you know where's the footage where's the footage yeah i know uh, i i don't have any footage and i'll explain why because like when i when i saw it i was in complete fear it's it was something that I, I completely froze, man. I don't care if I sound like a bitch about it. Like, I froze. And I don't care who you are. I feel like when you're seeing something paranormal, it's different than when you're seeing a fight. Yeah, you'll probably want to record that and put it on Worldstar or whatever. When you see something paranormal, that's different. Because your reality, you can't comprehend what you're seeing. A fight, you kind of get it. Two people are fighting. You can comprehend that. Something like this, none of us could comprehend. Your first instinct is like, it ain't to like take out your phone and start recording. Your first instinct is like, I've never seen this before. What is this? Is it gonna hurt me or my family? That's my that was my first number one priority. Um, so if you don't believe me, I get it. You know, it's fine. Like, it is silly. I'm, I'm sure that someone had footage from that night. If you did, please contact me just so that, you know, we, we actually have it. Um, so anyways, as soon, as soon as the creature started moving, we all just jetted out of there. We, we ran out the, the, the front doors. Um, and you know, obviously like we see a whole sea of cop cars, mad cop cars where other ones were coming in. Um, and we ran with our nephew and then, you know, a, a cop stopped us. Um, you know, it took us a little you know, to, 
we have a safer area behind the right uh, behind the cars um and then um and they asked us what we saw uh, and we we told them what we saw um you know they wrote it down and they asked everybody to check their phones. Not everybody, because there was mad people like running away too, right? They couldn't get everyone. Um, so I'm wondering if someone's gonna post a video. Um, but yeah, they, they they looked through everyone's phone. I didn't record anything, so I was fine. None of us recorded anything, so we were basically free to go. Um, but in the distance, you could still see like, you know, I didn't see the being, beings come out the door, right? Um, but you could see on the side of the building, uh, kind of like that clip that everyone's seen, um, that it was slowly walking. And it was like, it wasn't cloaking or glitching or whatever, it was walking. So I don't know if they, it seemed more like it was an interdimensional thing. Someone's coming into our dimension or whatever, a bunch of them. And I think, you know, that it, it was just interesting, the police response, because it was a whole bunch of them. This ain't for no teenagers. No, this is this was for something way bigger. Um, and it almost seemed like the cops had like a, 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 a already made strategy for it because they surrounded the be one of the beings with like all their police cars. They blared it up even louder because you could hear that it was louder. Um, maybe as an attempt to like distract it or let it know like, hey, you don't belong here, right? Um, and, you know, they were trying to like, slowly move alongside with it um but i didn't see anything else after that because me and my family we, we got out of there we went into our car we went home um because you know we had, we had our nephew with us and we went to make sure like you know he was okay um so i you know i i was i'm, I'm still kind of like processing everything like it's weird so what do you think what are your thoughts um so that's the second time I've seen that video. I haven't seen the full video. That looked like the full video. It's not like the first half of it, like yesterday or something. Um, my first thought when I first saw his face moving was his face looks fake. His face looks AI. Um, that's what I thought when I first really? saw that. Um, and that was yesterday. I was watching it on like Instagram. So at first I was watching without the volume until I like clicked the volume on. I was like, this guy's face looks fake. And for me, I was like, I listened to what he was saying. You know, it was about the same as what other people who have made similar style videos are. Like I've probably seen four of these things now where it's like they're recording on their phone. They're sitting in front of some random wall somewhere and they're just talking about, yeah, I saw these aliens at the thing. But I guess it's hard. I mean, other than trying to read if they're acting or if they're lying or whatever, I have nothing else to base off of. Is this person legit? Were they actually there? Show me a photo of you actually there on that night. Show me something that you got or else I have to take your, your word yeah. at face value. Secondly, I mean, if I'm just basing it off of trying to read him and it is a real person and he was actually there, I mean, he seems like he's being legit. I would be very curious to, to feel his energy, you know, being in the same room as this guy asking him questions about it. Um, because it seems like he's genuinely telling uh, an experience that he had uh, as far-fetched as the experience might sound, right? And I could also believe if there were that many police there and if this was actually happening, 
I could definitely see um, the police, you know, we don't know what the government does or doesn't know. So maybe they do have protocol for how to handle interdimensional beings at the, at the Miami mall. Right. But at the same time, how many Miami police officers are there and how many Miami police officers were there that night? And do all of them know that strategy just in case inter interdimensional beings arrive at the Bayside mall? And if so, how does that get kept secret from everyone else? Secrets are so tempting for a lot of people to tell, like there's actually marketing tactics revolved around making things sound secret. That way people talk about them with their friends. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's reverse psychology. So the fact that, and that's always been the argument against government UFO disclosure is like, Oh, not one person would tell somebody, but that's the thing is there, there are whistleblowers right um and at the same time with this i would imagine that i mean there's the the requirements to become a police officer are not like the requirements to become a doctor it's far easier than right. some you, random you don't need a, right you don't need like a security clearance to be a right. cop right you just need to pass you know a psych a psychological test and then like go yeah. to fucking police school or whatever Right. But yeah. And you would assume if there was a protocol to handle interdimensional situations, more people would talk about I it. I mean, you would need, right. Well, yeah. And you would need an, well, first you would need an NDA, but you know, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It I just seems a lot far fetched. But I, I do feel, yeah. I do feel him though on, on like, you know, my first, if I was out by myself, I'd pull out my phone and like immediately yeah. record if I saw that shit. But if I was like with my daughter or like with my wife and my baby, I'd, I'd, I'd dip, you know, they're, they're, they're their first, they're my first, you know, priority, which in this case, he mentioned that he was, you know, his brother was his mm. first priority. He also mentioned that they were, t the police were taking their people's phones and scanning them. That's what he said, right? Yeah. He did mention like that. For yeah. yeah. Which, you know, could also be made up. But I'd be curious yeah. for someone to look into that guy's actual background. Does like, does he even live in Miami? And at the same time, like, right. It always kind of comes back to like the probability of one option versus the other, right? What's more likely that people see a trend to get views on TikTok and Instagram by making a video claiming they were at the mall and them just making these these videos fueling the flames or that there were eight to ten foot tall shadow beings at the mall like what's more likely you know what i'm saying right 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 and i guess where exactly you know i kind of had this realization this light bulb moment maybe earlier this year because you know i have a youtube channel where i obviously talk about ufos and conspiracies and whatnot and so i've met like a handful of people in 2023 where, um, you know, they might find out what I do for a living. And I tell them I make YouTube videos about conspiracies and whatnot. And then that kind of fuels like conversation. And one of the things that ends up happening is I ask them if they've ever seen anything. Right. And within like maybe two mm -hmm. or three months, 
I had like four people in a row tell me that they've seen a physical craft UFO, right? None of these people knew each other. They were just four independent instances that I happened to have over the course of a, a few months where I just randomly met these people. And like four people told me that they have not only seen a UFO, but it was up close and it was a physical craft, not just a light in the sky, right? And so they described these things. I'm talking to all of them. They all seem very genuine recounting the experience. And then afterwards, after I had this many people tell me they've seen a UFO, I had to think to myself, what is more likely that all four people have seen a UFO when I've never seen a UFO and you know, there's not a lot of pictures of UFOs out there, right? Or that at least one of these four people is making this shit up. You know, what's more likely? And I think, unfortunately, even if I individually think that all of them are being genuine, all of them are telling me exactly what happened and they all didn't seem like they were lying, like genuinely, right? I still think it's more likely that at yeah. least one of them is full of shit than that they actually saw a fucking physical craft, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. There's a difference, though, between seeing something in the sky and actually having a close encounter. Um, I feel like we should put the focus on close encounters. Now that UFOs are becoming more mainstream and... You know, I feel like everyone wants to see a UFO, yeah. but have you met yeah. someone that wants to see an actual ET? Um, you know, I feel like that's the new talking point is we're already past UFOs. Now let's focus on the actual occupants or the reported occupants of these craft. And I feel like, yeah, like a lot of people like to, you know, come up with, so you, you mean to tell me that the, the one out of the four people that you spoke with completely made that up? I'm saying that if I had to put or like, the like if I had to put money on one or the other, like did yeah. they all see alien spacecraft from another galaxy, or is at least right. one of them full of shit? <laughs> and so I, yeah. I, I I'm gonna have to go yeah. with Occam, Occam's razor approach, you know, on that one. And same yeah. with Miami mall. Like, unfortunately, I just think, I think maybe it's because AI has gotten so advanced in the last six months, even that I'm just like, so skeptical of half the shit I see on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok now. Right. Yeah. Um, and even with the government stuff, I don't, I don't even know how I feel about it because it feels like people are trying to push for disclosure now more than ever, but also like mm -hmm. I told you earlier, people have felt like disclosure is closer than it's ever been for decades and it still hasn't come officially. Mm -hmm. Right. And so mm -hmm. David Grush, I think in my opinion, the whole story has new life to it or it feels completely different if he's physically seen these things, like if he was someone who was actually in the know, you know, the whole thing that makes me even question that is one, the timing of it. I mean, we're coming into an election year, 
which would be interesting to see how that may or may not affect UFO disclosure effort. It seems like UFO stuff or even just like the Miami Mall incident happens to really coincide with a lot of stuff that the government is trying to not make mainstream news, like we talked about with a recent island that a lot of celebrities were going to and that guy went to prison or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. so it seems as though it's almost too good to be true. And the thing about this that makes it not good enough for me to really fully sink my teeth into is I don't know that I necessarily trust the credibility of David Grush. I'm not saying he's not credible, but he's as credible as I am for telling people what a female orgasm feels like. I have no idea. <laughs> I've never experienced that, right? So yeah. who am I to say right. speak on it? I trust him. Okay. Why is that? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. He has a, like when I pay attention to, you know, his conversations and all of his interviews, he comes across as genuine as if, as, as if there's nothing to really lose. Um, when I hear him talk, I mean, he's putting himself in a position that is unfavorable for his personal life. If you really think about it, he, you know, and he made it evident and I think he actually spoke on it that his personal life was affected. Um, and doing this was like a, a careful, very careful consideration. You know, uh, I think that. Well, I guess let's talk about that. So the way his personal life was affected is a couple of things that we know. And I only know this because I literally live streamed right. myself watching the whole press conference or whatever. But on one mm -hmm. hand, we know that his medical records were leaked and that's real, right? And all that came out of that, all that came out of that was the fact that they revealed he had severe PTSD, was at one point maybe even suicidal, and also dealt with alcohol issues, right? And maybe that ruined his life from an embarrassment standpoint, from maybe even trying to shred his credibility. And I get that. Um, but at the same time, right, it's still there. And so it's not like when I think about the UFO conspiracy, medical records getting leaked is very different than getting visited by men in black in the middle of the night telling me to shut my mouth. You know what I'm saying? And right. so that's yeah. where we might take something that happened and draw a lot of assumptions out of that or even conclusions or hypotheses, right? But we got to remind ourselves that these are all just theories. And as much as I would love it to be true, yeah, I, I guess I can see where you come from as far as like trusting the guy. But I guess I'm just trying to Yeah, think. it's not like I blindly right. trust. Right. Like I don't blindly trust. I, I listen to them and I give them the benefit of the doubt. I've seen the Jesse Michaels inter, uh, um, show with, with David Grush. I saw the Joe Rogan experience. I've seen, you know, many interviews that he's done. And I'm like, dude, this guy's, I mean, he's coming across as legit. There hasn't been any yeah. kind of, he hasn't said anything that has made me think otherwise, you know? And so that's why I lean more towards believing. He did him. lead. He you did. Feel me? He did talk about something where something traumatic happened to him as a form of retaliation from the government 
because you I don't know if you remember they were at the gov- the Congress people were asking him questions and he was saying like yes no or I can't get into that right and yeah he alluded to the fact that he has felt like his life was at risk or people around him's life were at risk but we don't know any details of that so we i guess when i think about someone like david grush he seems like obviously an intelligent person with a military background right mm-hmm. i don't put it past military organizations or the cia or the fbi i don't put it past any of them to have highly trained disinformation agents who are the best at lying or perpetrating narratives yeah you know yeah so until i know more about yeah. rush and more about these things that he claims he can't say unless we get uh the right clearances and the right rooms which also hasn't been able to happen not sure if you kept up with that all these congress people who were yeah. promised that if we get into a skiff we can talk about that and that was like the big thing oh i can't get into that i can't get into that well guess what they got approved for these skiffs and we're not getting anything right so there's something so fishy about this entire thing to me. I can't quite tell you what it is. I don't even know that it's necessarily Grush himself. But there's something a little bit off about this. You see where I'm coming from? No, I, I do see where you're coming from. Who knows if these, if all these people that are coming out are disinformation agents, right? What is the purpose of the publicity? Is it personal interest? Is it... You know, I know that there's a group within the Pentagon that is in favor of disclosure, right? They're they're in favor of disclosing the technology, right? And with the disclosure of the technology comes the disclosure of the entities or the non-human biologics who manufactured them, right? And so it makes me wonder if, you know, if, like you said, they are disinfo agents, but what are they trying to confuse us about? Or what are they trying to distract us from? Right. What are they trying to, yeah, take us away from, you know? Or what are, what, what are some of your theories? On I mean, that? there's so many moving parts to this massive chess game of government and elections, elections or whatever. And anything I would say would be, uh, by definition, a conspiracy theory, because I, I probably the least qualified person to speak on politics. Right. Um, I just, I don't, I don't know. You know, I think there's a lot of complications that go into us literally coming into an election year. This has been an ongoing story since Biden came into office the last election year. Right. I mean, 2020 is when a lot of those fucking Pentagon videos were actually confirmed, right? And so this has been an ongoing story for four years now. And it's now it's Grush. At first, it was the Tic Tacs. Then it was the Cubes. Now it's Grush. Tomorrow, it'll be something else. And it's it feels like we're so close yet so far away. And I don't know. I guess I'm curious to see how this pans out over the course of the next year really the next yeah next year next several months even yeah. 
Can you imagine Joe Biden being our disclosure president? Mm-mm. No. I I'm surprised he's still <laughs> in office. Be. I'm I'm surprised that we live in a community where you can't even call out the fact that this man has no mental capacity to lead anything at this point. He can barely lead himself to the restroom. So why are we letting him lead a group of the most powerful people? Yeah. And so a lot of people don't even think that he's the one who's calling the shots. I personally would find it hard he's to not. believe that he is, even if he claimed he was. Um, and at this point, I think it's sad that we're like, I almost feel bad for the guy at this point. Why are we letting him make a fool of himself? Yeah. Why are we letting him live out this fantasy when uh, of being the president of the United States when he's no longer mentally able to do so? I think it's not only doing a disservice to everyone, but it's doing a disservice to to him, you know, like let him go out with some dignity, right? This is not the way. And so, um, and like, don't even, I don't know if he's going to run for reelection, but for his sake, I hope he knows when to sit, when to step down. It's like Brett Favre at some point had to admit to himself, I I'm no longer capable of doing what I was doing 20 years ago. All right. Hang up the cleats, yeah. my man, sleepy Joe over there. At the end of the day, I it's don't time. care necessarily. Like I, I'm, I'm not super into politics. Like I don't like, I obviously look into it enough to where I can know where I agree upon some certain things and don't agree, but it's not something that I necessarily like to preach from the mountaintops. I don't care what you do with your life. Yeah. And as long as you and your choices, even if they're different from my viewpoints and my choices, I don't care. I don't care. Cause I'm going to go about my day. I'm going to do what I'm doing regardless of who's president or what you're doing with your life and who you voted for. Right. But at the end of the day, I just right. want someone in that position who at least has the mental and physical physical capacity to take on a job that's as important as the president of the United States. How that affects UFO disclosure, I don't actually know. And I don't think that we'll ever get anything from the president because from what you and I have probably realized, he's not in the need to know. He doesn't have the highest clearance level of government to know a lot of these things. And some of these things are buried so much inside of these deep black budget projects or organizations within other organizations, hidden within other organizations. It's such a fucking convoluted mess of where, where do you even start to look for someone at the top of that position that someone would have to compile all the information and give it to him for him to present for that disclosure to happen, which I just don't think is very likely. I think the only way all this information comes out is if there's either a complete collapse of society, which I'm hoping there isn't, or if something like Independence Day movie level happens where these ships are here and there's no denying it for even any skeptic because Hey, just look out your fucking window, idiot. You know, I think it has yeah. to get to that point for for that to happen. And so kind of what you're saying, what's I think what's more intriguing to me is less about are we seeing these ships? And it's more about if we accept this as a actual thing that's happening, what does that mean for society? 
and the world at large? And the answer might mean nothing. Business goes on as usual. They've been here. They've always been here. If you haven't seen it, it's just because the world is so big, but they're being seen it by everybody. That might not change, you know? And, and so I don't know, you know? Yeah, the implications are huge, man. Like just even thinking about what could happen once disclosure happens. I think that now there's a there's a new term called catastrophic disclosure. Uh, have you heard about that? No, I have not. No. So there's catastrophic disclosure that people are raving on about. Um, and I guess it implies that it's, it's, it's kind of like a way of, cause you know, we have right now, slow drip disclosure happening mm -hmm. right now, apparently. And then there's catastrophic disclosure where things will go completely to shit if that information were to be officially stated um uh disclosure and it's this big thing uh that people are talking about the national security agency uh actually has a page on it um but yeah it's um i keep hearing about it catastrophic disclosure and it's something that uh I hope doesn't happen because it sounds catastrophic. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wouldn't want president Biden in, you know, to be our disclosure president. Uh, that would be, that would not be good at all. Uh, there's actually, did you ever see the video of him to, uh, being asked about UFOs and his, his knowledge of it? Uh, did you ever see mm -hmm. that video? No, I didn't. Yeah. So he was actually asked once about it. And then let me share my screen real quick. Um, let me see. Check this out. It says that there is footage and uh, records of objects in the skies, these unidentified aerial phenomenon. And he says, we don't know exactly what they are. What do you think that it is? I would ask him again. Thank you. <laughs> oh. Come on, boss. Let's go. <laughs> Old grandpa jokes. So that's <laughs> that's the most that we ever got out of Joe Biden about UFOs. Yeah, I'm sure he. Yeah. I don't even know. I I'm so like unqualified to speak on Joe Biden and all the happenings in his world. Um, I guess I just maybe I've just given up on the hope of like classic disclosure that people talk about um yeah. to where i'm kind of just over it uh, i think at this point um yeah you know unless it's going to affect my day-to-day -day life it's hard for me to gain significant interest i think where i'm interested is just like the actual experiences of people who have had these things or have seen these things or interacted with these things like Travis Walton, as an example, someone who not only saw it, experienced it, but he also experienced beings and he was on the craft. He was abducted. He was returned. I mean, that, that story is so fascinating to me. So I'm really interested in the stories behind it. And I would love for the stories to be confirmed, but I guess I think the myth of, of like this community is that 
you need the government to say, oh yes, this is real for us to finally start believing it. I think that right. I'm already on the side of, I'm willing to start believing it already, regardless of what the government says, because they're going to do their own thing and it's all just smoke Same. and mirrors anyways, you know? Exactly, exactly. But of course, we always long and crave that official disclosure. I mean, by default, you know, I guess it's just like a an innate thing that we seek. Um, I guess that's maybe that might just be me. But um, have you heard of the Chris Bledsoe story? No, what is that? So Chris Bledsoe was a just an ordinary guy he had a business i think he was like a a contractor or something um and he had many experiences with extraterrestrial or i'm sorry i say extraterrestrial but with lights in the sky um it started off as lights and to this day he still sees these lights um it's a pretty crazy story but apparently it was him and his family um, him and his two sons, from what I recall, they were out, you know, out in the woods, uh, one night and I could be butchering the story cause I still got to read more up on it. But apparently he saw these lights in the sky and they communicated with him and it was more of like a spiritual experience. And then, um, the CIA started getting involved and actually investigating him and his family, um, and essentially even NASA got involved as well. Uh, and they started investigating him uh, and proving that, you know, there was something there. It's a very interesting story. Um, I, I would like to talk about it in another episode because it's, 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 it's one for the books for sure. Um, but before, before we, we wrap up, let's go ahead and take a look at that new uh, UFO video that TMZ released. Uh, Let's uh, pull it up. Yeah, it's pretty interesting, man. I don't know. I don't know what to pull think it of up it. On your and share your screen real quick. Yeah, might want to lower the volume. That's Jeremy Corbell. Whoops. black hot you see the object just went to white and you'll see it going from white to black white to black and that's basically showing the heat differential so it's going like hot and cold hot and cold the problem was the optics platform was jammed these individuals who target with these platforms they can shoot out an al-qaeda tire at 27 miles away but not being able to lock it was one of the first signs that something's weird i was able to find direct eyewitnesses and corroborate that this event did happen when individuals would target in on it with the optics the way it was described each of these hanging things they were stiff like they weren't moving they had a geometric form like scales what was said to be scales like an armor there were also people with night vision who were out and they were tasked to, to go look for it couldn't see it on the night vision only in the thermal spectrum could it be seen but anything that looks like that appears to have a payload 
that's a big deal. It could be dangerous. So these are high priority. But what happened is there were a couple other nations involved and the feeds were shut, just shut immediately. So that put me on high alert too. Why is it completely being shut down? But that's not all it did. goes out over a body of water. I'm told it stops on a dime, descends into the water, stiff into the water. And for 17 minutes, nothing. And boom, this thing comes up out of the water and shoots off at 45 degrees, just like that. It looks very much like what I've heard that has made incursions into nuclear facilities because I know for sure, fact of the matter, there is footage from inside a nuclear facility. And I'll just say it, Pantex, that's the one, man. Something that appears identical to this moves between these nuclear silos and shot off again at a 45 degree See, angle. See, I wish we had footage of it being shot up at a 45 degree angle because from that video, you only see it move very very slowly yeah you know what was that last and thing he was saying the, about pantex what was that are these optic systems can reach when it gets to that point where it's over the water every source that i have talked with who is aware of this footage that footage exists you've got a ufo or uap descends into the water stiff comes back up and then shoots off 45 degrees. Now, this was taken by an intelligence agency and, and buried. So I don't know, man, these are the cases that spark me. I don't know what this is. I just know when I get military film, UAP footage designated, where people risk getting that to me, I take it as serious as it sounds, and I try to get to the bottom of it. And it's hard, you know, but I, I do have a number of direct eyewitnesses now. Yeah, I wish we had footage of the thing actually zooming mm. you know or like moving in a fast pattern that would indicate one of the five observables which you know rather than it just floating and kind of camoing but it is pretty interesting it looks like it's like camouflaging like in and out object just went to white and you'll see it going from white from to white black, to black white to black and that's basically showing the see like if we okay so it looks like see right here where it crosses like that black thing mm -hmm. right there it looks it's like black. it's like camouflaging well, rather than it turning well white, what he said right? is that we're not looking at the yep. actual color black. right what we're seeing is the temperature difference between that and the buildings behind it so the color the gotcha. the the black or the white we're actually seeing temperature cold or hot and so, gotcha, you know, gotcha. it's essentially the same color as the buildings behind it, you know. Um, and then when it turns black, right. it's getting a lot sense. hotter. Um, I guess to me, at first right. glance, it looks like some type of balloon. Like if if nobody told me that was a UFO, you might assume it was like a balloon of some sort, right? Um, right. Go back to the video. Share the screen. Um platform but uh at the same time 
yeah, I guess the whole story behind it and the way he presents it. I mean, it's a very fascinating story if true. Um, but like you said, I think what we missed a little bit of that middle part. I don't know what he was saying about Pantex, but, um, it sounded like there was another one, um, that they got on a different video. That was the same thing. Um, and then it sounded like he said that that video does exist, but obviously it wasn't leaked to him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. See, that would have been great, but I mean, I guess it's, you know, all we got right now. Yeah. Which, you know, it does look like a balloon. Is this man. the same one that looks like Kermit the Frog from a couple months ago? <laughs> no, I don't think it's so. A different one. No, I think that's a different yeah, that one. That one looks weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which one's that one? Let me see. Kermit the Frog. It was another one that was yeah. released by Jeremy Corbell, and it looked like a fucking weird craft like that, but it was... Um, yeah, it looks like, uh, it looks like just a floating Kermit the Frog portrait. <laughs> Are you looking it up now? Yeah, I'm trying to find it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, uh, I don't know. Again, a lot of this is fascinating, but like, it would be more appealing if we heard from the guy who was recording that video, right? That's kind of what makes the Tic Tac UFO incident so compelling is all the data that was recorded around that and all the whistleblowers that came out about that, right? But it's hard to make, it, right. it's hard to conceptualize half these fucking videos if it's just Jeremy Corbell talking in that room, right? Um, but, you know, the fact I that know. it is military video is fascinating yeah like this one looks like kermit the frog um don't even know what to make of that ufo but yeah man yeah 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 hopefully we'll get some answers soon um hopefully we'll see but i feel like the more that they release to us you know i think it's another it's a step in the right direction but for how long because i'm personally getting like kind of tired of it of hearing the same thing and you know this whole slow drip process like and, and and seeing seeing figures within the ufo community saying that they have a specific amount of evidence or you know s evidence that they can't disclose out to the public um you know they're they're, they're they they complain about the gatekeepers yet they're gatekeeping information right that they were entrusted with and that's something that also aggravates me to this day. Um, you know, we just want answers, man. That's it. Yeah. But if we got answers, then we wouldn't have anything but, to talk about anymore, right? <laughs> unless, unless they, you know, they give us, they continue giving us more nuggets. Uh, I just want a, a beefy one, you know? Yeah. I want to <laughs> interact with an alien species, you know? I want to I want to shake Me too. hands. I want to play with the technology. I want to see what's possible. I want to interview an alien, bro. Yeah. Dude, can you imagine? That would be sick. Having a having a podcast with an alien, dude. That would be amazing. Yeah. Let's make it happen. One of these Let's days. Make it happen.
Maybe episode 100, yeah. we'll interview an alien. <laughs> episode one, I don't even know what that to would make be of day. this so far. I feel like we've kind of just been every, all over the map. We have. We really have. Hey, it's all good, though. We did cover a lot, though. I mean, we did cover a lot. Uh, a lot of what's been going on, for yeah. sure. And, uh, yeah. Talk about how it. you, like, I what... Talk about what you see like this this uh podcast kind of turn it into i mean if someone's even listening at this point it seems like they're obviously interested in listening i could just be talking to a, to an empty void at this moment but uh, a black, a black hole. hole right we're all about <laughs> those black holes over here so um you know what do you see like the next few episodes kind of looking like and turning into yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that it's all about consistency, of course, you know, as a creator, as creators, it's all about consistency and, um, you know, getting into the flow of things. I think that I could see it turning into something that, you know, maybe eventually we can get some some guests on for sure um, from within the com community, because there's only so many perspectives that we that we have uh, together combined, like you have certain you know, ideas. I have my own ideas and my own opinions. And I feel like having that, um, like a, a different guest, you know, would, you know, help bring more conversations, um, and explore different, you know, diff different topics. But I feel like, uh, you know, we did cover a lot of UFO stuff in this episode and, uh, I don't want to pigeonhole ourselves, you know, into whole, into UFOs primarily. Because as your channel explores, you know, multiple different, you know, topics, um, I feel like that would be that would be really cool to to, you know, explore, uh, you know, the pyramids and, you know, what's going on with the uh, the cover up there and, you know, the Sphinx. Uh, yeah, that video really was really, really crazy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the one you made. But yeah, there's. I don't see it, you know, becoming a UFO channel, you know, um, although the, the majority of what we spoke about was UFOs. Yeah. Now, I think I think more than anything, yeah. this what I imagine this turning into. I don't see this as like a purely guest based podcast. Um, you know, if we start trying to play the game of just guest based, I mean, we're playing we're playing a game where we don't even value content ours like that we can create ourselves. And I think that's the cool part is you and I are both content creators. And so what I really like about it is that we don't need the crutch of having some fucking random guest to bring us clout. You know what I'm right. saying? And I think yeah. there's so many things going on every week of the fucking internet. You know, there's new, things that are just like going around like this week it was the miami mall incident um next week who the who knows what it's going to be but um you know mm -hmm. i i imagine this as uh almost like uh our way to broadcast our takes on these things in real time you know what i'm saying and so i think that's what i look forward yeah. to doing yeah, yeah, same here. And the reason why I brought up guests is because maybe eventually down the line, you know, I don't know, I figured that it would be kind of like a good idea, um, not for cloud or anything, just to get their, their kind of 
their insight because you know there's only so much that we know that maybe other people could bring to the table yeah absolutely you know yeah and that's why i kind of envision that you know maybe later on as the podcast grows but yeah i feel like there's so many things going on in real time like if you tune into the news it's always something um so there's going to be plenty of us to talk about plenty plenty um and kind of you know get our takes and our reactions for sure um yeah cool totally. so we want to wrap up episode one right here episode one finito yeah. <laughs>